Hey friends, welcome to another bonus episode. Today I've got a teaser for you from a follow-up that I put out today with Tyson Shaney. Uh, the full thing is available right now if you go sign up for Patreon. It's $5 per month and you can cancel at any time, no questions asked. I put a link right there in your podcast app. Tyson, you can listen to his original episode in episode 29. Really great guy. Tyson is the head coach of the Vertical World Climbing Team. This is one of the best climbing teams in the nation, if not the best. They've cranked out a lot of really high-end athletes, people like Quinn Mason and Melina Costanza. Quinn just won the U.S. National Championship in lead, and Melina took second, and then Melina just won the Bouldering National Championship. Quinn took fourth. We talked about that event in this episode. Also, Sean Bailey came from that team. He won multiple World Cups this year and climbed his first 515C with bibliography, just incredible, and Drew Ruana as well, who's been on the show and who's climbed many, many V16s, including a V16 first ascent this last year and is just on a total rampage. So that's the caliber of climber that we're talking about coming from this team and Tyson Shaney, the head coach, is not entirely responsible, but definitely deserves a lot of the credit for so many of his athletes turning out so dang good at climbing. So this was a really fun conversation. We talked about nationals and how that went. You'll hear that in the teaser. And then we went on to talk about what us adults can learn from how Tyson coaches his team kids and what we can do to mimic their preparation and what's different, what should be the same for newer climbers or experienced climbers who never got the chance to build that kind of a base that all of his kids have. We also talked about why Tyson thinks it's really important to keep training simple and what that looks like for his kids and also for very high-end athletes that he's worked with, people like Nathaniel Coleman and Sean Bailey and Quinn and Molina. So his thoughts on simplicity and how to avoid overcomplicating your training and what he looks for there. And we also talked about the importance of using our climbing experiences to find the right questions rather than focusing on answers. And that was a really cool idea that I'd never heard before and gave me a lot to think about. So I think you guys will enjoy that as well. And we also threw in some more practical stuff towards the end. Tyson shared one of his favorite strength training tools that he uses in their weight gym. And it made me excited to try some new ideas for a project that I want to do next summer when I go back to Rocky Mountain National Park. So that's what you're getting if you choose to sign up for Patreon. Again, the full episode is available right now. It's about an hour and a half total. You'll hear the first 25 minutes for free in this teaser. And then there's a link right there in your podcast app if you want to go finish the episode you can do it today. It just takes a few minutes to sign up and there are 27 follow-ups available now for patrons and you will immediately have access to all of them as soon as you sign up. And without further ado, please enjoy this free teaser with Tyson Shaney. Steven. I can hear you. Yeah, tight. Here, hold on. I can get video too. There we go. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Cool. Everything's good. Everything's good. 
Just, nice. uh, it's been a busy week. Yeah. It's been a busy week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For let's, sure. let's jump right into that in a second. Um, I'm already recording, ready to go. All right. But yeah, before we just dive straight into the, the good stuff. I'd love to hear how you've been. And, and um, I think it's funny. Last time we talked, we did a phone call. And I I don't know if I've ever done this since. And I, I loved it. But we had never talked before. I answered mm-hmm. the phone call. You're like, Steven. And we just rolled straight in, had this yeah. whole episode, and then hung up at the end. And that's exactly what I published. And totally, I just, I loved that. But um, this time, I want to totally. start a little slower and ask you, well, you sure. yeah, how are you, how are you doing? What have you been up to? Yeah, everything's good. Um, I've been, you know what, man? I've just been busy with Clementine. That's sort of what's been going on. Is uh, we had a pretty crazy year last year, as everyone did, and uh, I think after you and I talked, um, we, I'm pretty sure, like we had to shut down again, and then we opened again, and then maybe we shut down again. I forget exactly when we talked last, but. Um, man things are good we went into a weird season last year where there was no real local comps it was all virtual comps Mm. type of thing which just to you know put that out there quickly it was you know all online basically the kids would show up and they would have a little scorecard that they would uh, track their attempts via their phone or via whatever and then submit that um and then qualify through. And then we did have a regular regional championship. And then we ended up having a regular uh, national championship. And that was last July. And then we took August off and right back into it in September, I brought on a bunch of new coaches and we got a ton of new kids. There's just so much enthusiasm for competition climbing uh, for the kids. And it's been really cool, man. It's been, I don't know. I've been, this is literally, my 20th year coaching with these kids and man, it's bigger and better than it's ever been. It's wow. just, it's so much fun. I really am enjoying it for sure. That's incredible to hear that. Are things more or less back to normal at this point now? You and I are talking in November, 2021 for people listening. Yeah. For the most part, for the most part, things are, um, I mean, we don't have any limitations at the gym. We don't have anything like that. You know, folks are still wearing masks, but that's about it. Uh, COVID actually showed me, uh, uh, well, a whole bunch of things, that's for sure. But uh, almost a more efficient way to run rock climbing team. Um, For a very long time, we were running where we would run Monday through Friday, come when you can, that type of thing. I wanted to give everyone all the options in the world. Um, and with COVID and the restrictions that we had at one point where we had capacity restrictions, uh, we had to tone the time down to two hour blocks, uh, 15 kids maximum, that type of thing. Uh, they all had to make reservations to do it. Uh, and dude, we've kept that. We don't have those restrictions right now, but I've kept the whole system. Hmm. Um, and what it's done for us is it's allowed me to staff better than I was before, you know, get the right number of kids to coaches ratio type thing. Um, but also, man, it's, it's putting a little more emphasis on the, while you're here, the, you know, quote unquote, while you're here training, um, cause we're only doing two hour blocks where we used to do three hour blocks. Uh, so for the older kids, you know, they stay a little bit longer, but for the younger kids, they're in and out in two hours. Um, 
they're not doing five days a week. They may be climbing five days a week, but we're doing three to four days a week practices. Uh, and in my mind, it's, it's working really well. Hmm. We're keeping kids real injury free. Um, sort of, I don't want to say less volume, but maybe less volume, less intensity during the training period. And then for the rest of the week, they just get to climb and have some fun. And I think it's really working really well because a lot of our kids are better than they've ever been. So, wow, you know, 20, 20 years in, and we're still <laughs> trying new things every single year just to see, uh, see what's working and what's not working or what isn't working and stuff like that. Yeah. Great to hear that. That's so interesting. I just imagine that it, it must be, even if they don't realize it, the, it must be bringing the kids in with a little bit more intention you know, if they have to reserve a time slot and they only have two hours yeah. and there's less days, like it's yes. time to show up and, and put your head down and, and yeah, go to work. That, that is, ex that is it. That's a really good point. And, th and that's exactly the feeling that we have. Um, it's, you know, there, there is a bit of, uh, I think with less structure before it, it wasn't a problem by any means. I mean, we ran it like that for years, you know, as far as like when your training days were and stuff like that. And we still have that to a degree. Um, however, it is, we're a little bit more hands-on with how much time they spend with us directly. Um, whereas I think in the past, if kids were climbing five days a week, they were climbing five days a week with us, meaning the coaches. Um, now we're doing, you know, three days, four days. I see, I'm between all three gyms and most of my coaches are between all three gyms as well. So, uh, we're getting our eyes on a bunch of different kids. I mean, we have 90 plus kids on the team. So, wow. you know, we're getting, we're getting our eyes on everybody. Um, they're working with different coaches, getting different ideas. Uh, and they're all traveling between the gyms as well now. Um, whereas before they would stay fairly central, you know, if they were a Redmond kid on the East side there, they would generally stay there. If they were a Seattle kid, they would stay at Seattle. Um, and we were able to open our Linwood gym a couple of years ago. And now we've really been utilizing that as a training facility. So all the kids are going from Redmond or Seattle, where say Seattle's your home gym, then they go to Linwood for one day a week, that type of thing, just for variety or vice versa, whatever. It's working really well, man. It's cool. That's awesome. I, I was going to ask that. What is the benefit of having the kids move around to more gyms is it just the terrain variety different setting like yeah variety 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 okay. yeah and yeah. i think that you know it's nice to have your uh familiarity you know your your comfort zone that type of thing but uh as far as competition goes we always have to make everything comfortable right for for you to be able to perform at your best you know we make the uncomfortable comfortable and mm. sometimes that just is just going to different different gyms and different, uh, types of setting, different walls, you know, the more, the better. So that, that's sort of the idea behind it. Um, and different coaches too, you know, it's, it's, you know, some kids work really well with me in a certain capacity, uh, in certain ways, you know, whether it's the training aspect or the mental aspect and some of the kids work better with the other coaches on the training aspect or the mental aspect, whatever. Uh, it, it's just nice to have a really good support group that hits on all angles and, and sort of checks a lot of the boxes. And I feel like we're able to do that with the setup that we have now. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Super, Super cool, cool to hear that. Um, yeah. Tyson, this is fun timing. Uh, we're just on the tail end of, uh, of national championships. Um, and things yeah. went really well. <laughs> things seem to have yeah. gone really, really well. 
Yeah, yes, fill, fill in some color for us. Tell me about um, the event, about the comp itself, and then how things went down. Sure, sure. Um, uh, open or Elite or whatever they're calling it now, the pros, I guess, the championships was this week. It was last weekend and uh, finished up on Wednesday. And our, our older athletes did really well. We've got, uh, we had Quinn Mason, uh, competing. We had Melina Costanza competing. We had, uh, Sergey Lochno competing, uh, Quinn O'Francia competing, uh, Gabe Galen competing, Maddie Dennis competing. Um, pretty sure that was it. Yeah. It, it's just cool to get back to a real comp, man. You know, like youth nationals was fun last summer for sure. Like no doubt everyone was really excited and uh, but that's a very different situation. You know, you have, don't quote me on the numbers here, but let's just say 600 kids competing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like a couple thousand parents, you know, coaches from all over the country, all those types of things. It's a totally insane event that ran for, you know, se- I think we were seven, six, seven, eight straight days, you know, 12 hour days, that type of thing. Wow. Um, super fun. Amazing. We did really well at that event too. Uh, we're able to, as far as team championships go, keep ourselves on the podium. Uh, Quinn Mason was uh, junior uh, in the junior category uh, uh, sport climbing champion, uh, which was amazing for her. She's been working for that her whole life. And this one, uh, Quinn Mason was sport climbing national champion again, uh, wow. but for the adults. And uh, that was really fantastic. Uh, Melina Costanza uh, was second place at that uh, in the sport climbing section of it. Um, and then for boulders, uh, Melina Costanza was first place. Uh, so national champion there. And, um, Quinn ended up being in fourth there. She was real close to the third place, Mm. uh, finish. She was just, her hand slipped out of the finish hold and she would have, would have done it. But I don't know, man, we're just real proud. And (laughs) it's, it's cool to, it's cool to see those dreams come true, you know, as they were, I think when I got Quinn, you know, she, well, her family's been around the gyms for a very long time. Very good friends of mine. Uh, I've known them a very long time. So her and her sister joined the climbing team very young. I think Quinn was seven years old uh, when she started training with us. Uh, Melina was eight years old when she started training with us. And so we've been through the whole thing. You know, I think Quinn's going to be 19 this year and uh, Melina's going to be 22 next month. So it's been a long time coming, just watching it watching it happen. And we've always dreamed that, yeah, we'll do well at youth competitions, but it's always nice to as well recognize that, that down the line, we have the potential to, uh, this, this isn't the right word, but dominate a open category, yeah. uh, event as well. Um, and I don't know, it's just cool, man. It's cool to see those two girls, you know, realize their dreams. And then, you know, have kids like Sean Bailey on the, on the commentary and, you know, the other kids there cheering and then all my kids at home cheering and, you know, watching live stream nonstop. And I don't know, man, it's just the best. It's the best feeling (laughs) for sure. We're very proud of that situation. You should be. Yeah. Amazing to see that. It's It's really fun to hear more about Quinn and Melina uh, because last time, of course, we talked about Drew Ruana, who's been on the show Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he's, he's done really well in competitions over the years, but he has just been dominating the outdoor Dang. rock climbs, the boulders, just climbing yeah, so man. many V16s in the last year or two. Yes. And yes, Sean sir. Bailey, man, just, um, 
dominating at everything, <laughs> winning no, World Cups. Yeah, fifteen. What fifteen C? Right? Didn't he do bib- bibliography? C, yeah, he did bib. Yeah, B sixteen uh, last month or whatever. Yeah, it's amazing. It's crazy. And, and um, when you and I were talking back and forth before doing this, uh, there was a couple lines that you wrote that caught my attention. And one thing was, you know, highlighting your current elite athletes like Sean, Drew, Quinn, and Molina. You said that each one of them is very different in their own way. And I think yeah. it'd be, for people listening, I just think it'd be really interesting to hear to hear more detail about that, some of the differences, and maybe how broad the spectrum is as far as how you work with individual athletes. And then I think sure. it'd be interesting to also focus on some of the commonalities, like what are some of the building blocks, the common building blocks that you've worked on with all four of them, uh, despite them sure. being really dif- different athletes. But let's start on uh, some of those differences. What did you mean by that? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, I, I think one of the biggest things to recognize about when you're running a big climate team like we do, um, and you have a, a fair amount of pretty elite athletes, uh, they're never going to fit into the same box, right? They're never going to need the same things. They're not going to need the same. They don't have the same triggers. They don't have, you know, um, and they're just different kids, but ultimately what we do in the beginning is we treat them all relatively the same, uh, as far as those building blocks, the one main thing that is very, very crucial in in my mind is that at a very young age, they all, when we're talking about Melina and Quinn and Sean and Drew, um, and you know, the list goes on, they all wanted to be coached. Mm. That was, they recognized that at an early age. And, um, and then of course myself and, and the other coaches, we recognize that at an early age. So it's, it's, you know, you can have a ton of talent in a kid, but if they don't want to be coached, if they don't want to listen, if they don't want to learn, we have to adapt to them, of course, you know, and try and help them through that. Um, but for, I can probably say for the last 20 years, all of our elites were the ones that were like, tell me what to do Mm. at an early age. Um, as they get older, it becomes quite a bit different. Right. But at nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, they're all very familiar with being told what to do. So if you get them in the right headspace and early, and you're continuing to just sort of get them on the right track, they'll all do pretty much what you need them to do. And more to the point, what they need to do to then get to a certain point, uh, like whatever, 14, 15, 16 years old, when they start really showcasing their individuality. Mm. And that's where we, we start recognizing what they need in certain aspects, um, and take them in different directions. Uh, I think last time we talked about Drew and Sean quite a bit and their differences. Um, and as far as like Molina and, and Quinn goes, uh, they as well are very, you know, very different athletes, uh, different mindsets. Um, you know, this currently, especially like it's very different mindsets where Quinn has been training exclusively for competition climbing, uh, at a very high level for a lot of years. Uh, Melina, who's a few years older, uh, she didn't take, you know, years off by any means. It wasn't like that. She just sort of stepped away for a quick second, uh, while she was dealing with school, um, and then COVID hit and then she was just full blown grind, but, um, Hmm. they as well have, have 
I mean, they went through, they all went through the same training in the beginning, right? As they got older, that's when we recognized what else they needed and sort of pushed them in, in different directions as far as that training went. But ultimately for us, it's always just about when they're young, it's high volume. You know, it's always been high volume, um, low intensity, high volume, just that repetition, which I think you and I talked about before, uh, doing, doing things a thousand times before you try and apply them to anything. And, hmm. uh, it allows us to keep things fairly simple, but also gives them exactly what they need to where they don't have to think too much because it can get, I mean, when they're young, I feel like it can get pretty overcomplicated, uh, if you really wanted it to, but I like to keep things real simple because we're, we're thinking long-term, you know, we're thinking like right now, what we're seeing with Sean, that's, he's 25 years old. Like that's been pretty much the plan the whole time mm. was that he would start. Wow. I, I would love to say peaking, but I don't, I don't even know if that's a thing. We actually last week in Salt Lake, he and I, and uh, Josh Larson and, and uh, you know, Meg Coin and Zach, the U S national team guys, we were all talking about, you know, peaking and not peaking and, and that type of stuff. And we we're actually all kind of coming to terms with the fact that you can't really if you're an elite level competition athlete, like we're not really trying to peak at all. You yeah. know, it's, <laughs> it's keep it as long as you can. But um, yeah, like I was saying for him, it's always sort of been, been the long-term plan of, of uh, being able to get to where he is now winning three world cups this summer and doing the hard projects for the last year, that type of thing. And, and uh, that all started when he was young, just, you know, making sure that the things were in the right place. And that goes the same with these girls too, where they're in my mind. Yeah. They're winning championships right now, but they're still pretty far off from what their actual potential is. Wow. And I think that's what's, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I don't know if that answered the questions, but. I, well, we can always ask more. That's Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's I get great. distracted by myself. So I just, <laughs> sorry. Um, it's, it's all fascinating. I'm hanging on, hanging on every word. So nothing cool. to apologize for but that's exciting to hear man i'm it'll be fascinating to see where they take competitions and and rock climbing climbing if they pursue that at a high level as well agreed are there still agreed. similarities between all four of those athletes are there still you know base things that you have all of your kids continue to do in their training totally uh well uh, well as far as the training goes um you know like for example Sean you know, he's not at home very much. Right. So we're, you know, he and I get together when he comes home, he stays at my house for a few days before he goes and goes and does something else. Uh, you know, he, he's in Salt Lake a lot now when he's not traveling. Um, you know, we talk about his training for sure. Like we sat down last month when he was here, uh, on my porch and went over a program for the next few months, that type of thing. And, and it's not, one of those programs, right. Where we write it down and this is the, this is exactly what you're going to be doing. And these are the days and that sort of thing. And, and, you know, it's not like that. It's more just a broad vision that allows him to then go out and work with uh, the coaches that he works with. You know, he works really well with Josh Larson. Uh, it, most of the national team kids are very involved with Josh Larson and, and his expertise and, and Meg Cohen and Zach. Uh, DiCostino and and those guys at USA Climbing. Um, so it's more like he and I just bounce ideas off each other. And I think it's, uh, you know, setting the tone for what then he gets to go do with the other coaches. He goes, when he's in Slovenia, he's working with Roman. Uh, when he's in Japan, he's working with, uh, uh, you know, the guys over there, I would say Katsu and 
um, you know, all those folks over there. Whereas, you know, uh, uh, Quinn, for example, she, you know, grew up with us and has been in Salt Lake for the last year plus, and we haven't talked about her training at all. Um, almost zero. Hmm. That's all been, uh, exclusively with Josh Larson, um, for the last year or so. And, um, it's really been helpful for her. You know, it's, it's for us, it's, it's, we like to consider ourselves. we're all family, right? Vertical World Rock Climbing Team is family in that sense, right? So just like any family situation, they need to go outside of the family to truly get what they need. Um, and she's doing a really good job of, of getting a process together that has worked really well for her and, um, with USA Climbing and with Josh Larson and, uh, Meg and them. And it's, again, setting the tone for her to win some championships. She was just really well prepared for this event. Um, whereas Melina, uh, you know, was off at college for a bit, came home for COVID. Um, her and I worked, started working together hands-on in July to sort of get her back because she hadn't competed in a while. So she didn't know like where she was. Um, you know, she was national champion as a youth, uh, twice, uh, collegiate national champion. And then when I s saw her last spring and then as well, right after youth nationals, honestly, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was just so leveled up. It was, it was pretty bonkers. It was, it was nuts what she was able to do. Uh, but of course she hadn't been tested yet. She didn't know. I didn't know. I feel like I know what I'm looking at, but at the same time, I'm like, geez, man, I don't know what this is. Um, then she was able to go and do a couple tests, uh, as far as competition goes and she dominated pretty easily. So it was nice to know that she was where she thought she was and where I thought she was. Um, and then we just go from there, uh, you know, whereas Drew, for example, he and I haven't talked about his training in a while because he clearly has something going on. He's not really working with coaches right now, but he's also, he's also doing his own thing. He's coaching. He's, I don't know. I'm sure you've seen pictures of his home wall downstairs with all the boys and dude, they're getting after it. man. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So as far as like the training goes, the similarities between all of them, that was all when they were young, right? That was all the same type of training. It was, it was the base building, the volume. Uh, different intensity levels, that type of stuff, which really sets the tone for uh, when they're able to get with some other coaches and gets more outside the gym experience, uh, meaning our gyms, you know, world experience. And, and as far as competition goes, like more competition experience, like at an international level. Mm. Um, I feel like that really has made a pretty big difference for all of them. Uh, Sean, especially, but also you see Quinn, uh, after youth nationals and she was champion, she was able to go to a couple world cups and a world championship and then a youth world championship. And she was pretty disappointed in her performances there, but you know what, in my personal opinion, they were still definite wins because she was able to come back with some really good knowledge and, uh, really good information for herself that set the tone for, uh, being the best prepared she's ever been, uh, this last weekend. So. It's pretty cool. We're trying to take away the results, right? Like that's for me, it's, it's, we're trying mm. to get those out of there. You know, you can't over-focus on the re results. You can be 10th place, uh, you know, when maybe you should be winning, but if you're learning what you need to learn at that 10th place to really, you know, set it up for next time, then in my mind, you're, you're winning at that event for sure. Mm. I love that. And I think all those kids, yeah, all those kids have been through that. You know, Melina's 
had a lot of ups and a lot of downs and Quinn has had a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And, uh, Sean has had a lot of ups and a lot of downs, just like all these competition athletes that, um, you know, are throughout USA climbing and throughout the world. It's, there's a lot of ups and downs and, you know, you're learning every single time. And I'd like to think that, that the downs are way more important, you know, way mm. more important than the wins for sure. Mm. Yeah. You and your coaches have such a long-term vision for all your athletes, you know, starting with them at age six or age eight and having these kids show up that yeah. want to be coached. You know, you've, you've already worked with Sean Bailey for close to 20 years, which is mind blowing to me to think about, you know, <laughs> given that he's 25. Um, and I want to ask you about your thoughts on like how those building blocks that you start with, with your kids relate or don't relate to adult climbers that start later in life, you know, that are still new to climbing yeah. Um, but they're already older than someone like Sean. And I fall into this trap too. You know, I, I interview Drew and of course want to geek out with him about his training, but I'm asking him what he's doing now for his training. And I probably should be asking him what he did when he was like 12, because that's when he yes. was closer to my, <laughs> to my ability totally. level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was, already, he was already climbing like mid five fourteen. Exa exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So maybe 10 years old, 11 years old. Yeah. But sure. yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Like, should we be as adults starting, you know, starting climbing with less time on our hands, um, with less adaptation potential, things along those lines, you know, fully developed bodies, should we be taking as much time to do some of those foundational things? And, and how would you coach an adult through that? No, I, I, I would do the, the same thing. Um... Hey, friends, thanks again for listening. If you want to continue the rest of this episode, there's a little more than an hour remaining in addition to what you just listened to, the full episode is available right now. You can go listen to it by signing up for Patreon, patreon.com slash thenuggetclimbing. You can find a link right there in your podcast app, or you can find it at thenuggetclimbing.com. Takes just a few minutes to sign up. That'll get you access to more than two dozen follow-up episodes, lots of really great conversations there. And You'll also get access to ad-free episodes and you'll get the opportunity to submit patron questions for upcoming guests. So all of that for only $5 per month. You can think of it as buying me a beer at the brewery after a great conversation on the podcast. And it really helps out a lot. I really do appreciate the support and Patreon is what is keeping the podcast going at this point. So thank you so much to everyone who supports the show. Thanks again for listening to the teaser and we'll see you next Monday for another episode. Like we do it.